What's going on, everybody? It's uh, Frank Blanco here and uh, with my partner in crime, Chinook. Hey, what's going on? All right, here we go again, man. Uh, we're on like on uh, number four now. Yeah. Did we make it to four? Wow. Yeah, number four, and we, uh, we're up to 178 listeners with three shows, so it averages out to about uh, 60-something, 70-something um, listens per episode, so we're, uh, we're happy with those numbers. Like we said, uh, it, it's great. Anybody listening to what we say is, is, is cool. Anybody listening and not really like kicking in the balls, you know? And uh, thanks for everybody's uh, insight and uh, suggestions. And we're going to try to make changes uh, if we can, you know, t- taking some of that information. And uh, other than that, man, you know, hey, keep listening, man. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, we realize that we're not uh, the experts in some subjects. Uh, some of those things are just our opinions. And we realize, you know what, uh, yeah, we got to stay away from that shit because uh, <laughs> I don't want to start getting hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of touchy subjects where you're not going to win. You want to you wanna give information, at least whatever you think is information, but like... Nobody ever wins in those things, you know? Yeah. So, um, starting this episode, uh, today is Sunday, and we're a day late. And uh, I have a really good explanation for that. I got a really good reason. Um, uh, but yet, last night, we were supposed to have uh, Gio, uh, a cousin of mine, uh, join us. Because we always, like I said, we always like having a third. And he was supposed to join us. But once, when we were all set up, we had everybody here at uh, the studio slash garage. <laughs> uh, we had everybody set up. Uh, my daughter, uh, my six-year-old daughter, uh, Sarah, I call her the Supreme Emperor. <laughs> she, the boss uh, lady, she, man. She, yeah, she was, um, she was at work, and uh, she fainted. She got a, had a dizzy spell, and uh, so at the last minute, we had to take off, and we couldn't, uh, couldn't even do it. So took her to the hospital, and but she's okay. Um, doctor says she has something called syncope. I, that just sounds expensive to me. I don't know. <laughs> like, what's the copay on that, bro? Yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she had a syncope, and uh, so she's fine now, uh, blood tests and everything else. And, you know, when they're that age, you know, they do uh, blood tests on them, and a doctor tells you uh, she's not pregnant or no drugs in her system. That's a big relief, you know? Not that I thought she would, but it's just a, a big relief knowing that she doesn't. Oh, man, that's like the, the thing that haunts every dad, you know? Yeah. When you're dealing with daughters, you know? Even sons, you know? Yeah. First thing I always do when my son's like crazy, hey, man, have you been doing anything? You know, <laughs> look him in the eye, fucker. And like, I mean, I mean, I think I ask him so much, like, hey, they're going to do it on purpose or something. <laughs> yeah. If they ever do, you know? <laughs> and they're like that. I, I got tired of failing you, so I started doing it. <laughs> True, <laughs> I man. I thought you so, were pushing me in that direction. Yeah, so that's, you know, I'm glad, man. I'm glad everything's cool. So, uh... Like uh, we said, Gio was supposed to be here, but he's not. So we're still going to name this episode Gio because he showed up. He actually brought beer. He brought a Angry Orchard uh, crisp apple. I, I think that comes with a little umbrella that comes on the... <laughs> thanks, Gio. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Gio. We'll, uh, we'll enjoy that beer. I forgot my tacones, man, boy. <laughs> so um, that being said, um, today uh, is a new episode, a new place to eat. And uh, I was wondering... I was brainstorming what 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 place should i talk about this week and it's pretty easy when you ask a question you answer yourself because you're like well where do i eat all the time right often yes. yeah often you know that that must mean that's that's a good place so uh the place today does not have a name it's not a it's not licensed by the city it's one of those places where it's a house yes and uh, it's a well it's between a liquor store and a house and they set up easy ups there uh, every weekend and they're known for their uh, their menudo and their carnitas Good food. If, if I had to give it like for menudo, like one to ten, I would say the menudo is seven. You know, and you're wondering why? Why am I bringing it up if it's just a seven? You know, aren't you aren't you naming the the best places to eat? Well, I think the 
the ambiance of the place, it should be taken into consideration yes. when you go. And the reason I'm saying that is because the menudos are seven, but when you go there, you're next to a liquor store. You go in the liquor store, you buy your six pack or 12 pack. You go and you, you put it next to you on the table. They bring your menudo out, handmade tortillas made on the spot. And they have a big like boom box and uh, one of those uh, MP3 uh, Wi-Fi speakers. And all they got playing is rancheras. Yes. They got the, the Jose Alfredo Jimenez. So th they get another three points just like for that man. alone. Yeah. Had me at hello, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, and, and also the menudo is all you can eat. If you finish your bowl, they'll come by and they refill. Even if you don't finish your bowl, if you eat all the meat and you just got a little bit of, of uh, juice, They'll come by and they'll refill it for you. It's all you can eat for the same price, and it's a, it's a great spot. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and um, what I'm doing different this time is because uh, I, I listened to the last podcast, and I, I believe I sounded like a Canadian being, oh, it's, it's between Huntington Park and Maywood, and, you know, <laughs> there's a lady in the corner, you make a left. Uh, that didn't sound right. So the address to this place is 3832 Cesar Chavez um, in East L.A., uh, major cross streets is Cesar Chavez and Gage, but the exact cross street is Cesar Chavez and Herbert, one block east. And right in the corner, there is a liquor store where that's they're they're, they're associated to the Menudo spot. And uh, to give you another landmark, right across the street is Moto Tecnica. Well, it's on like two blocks from Belvedere Junior High. Too, yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. Right, right there. And then and then for all you guys who are old school, um, it used to be Brooklyn. And next door used to be El Pedal, El Pedal de Oro. El Pedal de Oro. Yeah, we used to or, get all your, like, the Mexican bike shop. Yes, or Top Video. In that oh, little, yeah, Top in Video. Yeah, yeah. Place. yeah, so that's where, and, uh, that's, that's where it's at. Uh, recommended. Um, if you go there, and then you mentioned this podcast, you get nothing for free. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know we're talking about them, you know. And, and uh, just like uh, going back to all this, don't go and drop dime. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. really, it's really good, man, and, uh, you know. They're, but they're not like licensed or anything. It's not like a licensed business, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, we recommend it and uh, um, uh, hope you go check it out. Cool, man. So, so you know, speaking about uh, L.A., man, one thing, uh, I was talking to some friends about the L.A. riots. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, I was wondering, do you remember where you were at in those days? Yes, I do. And I remember because it was, you'd go to the market and then they had the National Guard yes. down at all the corners. And, you know... Uh, Back then was in '92 was I believe us that that market on the corner of Rowan and Cesar Chavez was a oh, I can't think of the name right now uh, I forgot the name of the market but uh, right there at that market they had a dude with a big ass machine gun you know wow. just keep, <laughs> keep you know keep an eye on the streets and um, so I remember going to the store and realizing man this is this is getting this is real when I saw those guys when you saw those dudes when I'm at home I'm like no salgas pa fuera this and that I go oh, it's fine I go to the market like holy shit that's a big gun this was, <laughs> this was my mom was right for once you know yes <laughs> yes uh, uh, you know my brothers and I we stayed home also and for the same reason not only you know my mom telling me it's unsafe I'm afraid of my mom <laughs> sure beat my butt if I had I left you no know, but I do remember hanging out in front of uh, where we lived and, and seeing the Humvees drive up and down the street, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, that told me, like, oh, man, like, that's not, like, happening in another country. It's happening in L.A., you know? But, uh, so anyways, did you, so you, I guess, I take it you didn't get to go riot, right? Like No, no, I, I was, not that I was too young, but 
the Jew that I didn't know anybody who was going. Oh. <laughs> That's what it was. Because my mom didn't really keep an eye on us. She was like, don't go outside. We're like, all right, let me go see what's outside, you know, because yes. you mentioned it. But if I, if I would have saw a truck come by with a bunch of people, I'd be in it that truck. Yeah, yeah. So it was just um, good luck or bad luck. Depends on how you look at it. So yeah, uh, no, Good I, luck, man. You didn't get shot or arrested. Huh? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, you know, I golf all over Southern California. And since I golf by my... Most of the time I golf by myself because I golf in the early in the morning. So I always often golf with different races, you know, like Asian brothers, you know, Caucasian dudes. And I asked that question to a lot of them, and most of them said they went and looted, you know. <laughs> so I feel, I feel like, wait a minute, in the news, they only showed, like, two races, mm-hmm. but I asked other races, and they all say, no, we, we drove downtown and grabbed some stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of people had their hands in this, but, of course, you know, like, in the news, you always see, like, two races. Actually, mo- mostly one race. It's kind of shitty, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the only place the cameras were pointing. It pretty much, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the case. Or the contrast was off on the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Turn it all the way so we only yes. see one race. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, you know, we didn't get to loot nothing, but the one thing I do remember, we had awesome uh, yard sales for the following month. All of which that you know? You know what I noticed, too, was a lot of the homeless people had top-end camping gear. <laughs> you know, they were still homeless, but yes. they looked like they were camping in Yosemite. I'm like, wow, that's, that's, that's a nice they, tent they were, there. They were in comfort, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, um, I, I know we're, uh, we're getting older, and um, we're not who we used to be 15 uh, physically. Me- mentally, I think I'm still the same person. <laughs> True. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> but physically, I'm not. And the reason I bring that up is because when... Um, uh, we, we've been doing the Rosarito race. How many years would you say? At least 10. At least 10, yeah. I'm thinking a little bit more than, than that because uh, I got a poster behind me. Well, we're in my garage. There's a poster there on the wall that says uh, the Acura LA uh, bike tour from 2008. And we did that one after we did Rosarito because Rosarito was the first official one I did. Yes. So I'm thinking maybe 13. Okay, wow. I'm thinking 13. Flies, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and if those of you who are not aware of what the Rosarito race is, we just call it Rosarito, but it's a bike ride. It's a fun ride from Rosarito to Ensenada. It's a 50-mile ride. It takes the the libre, the, the, the free road, not the tow road, the free road, and you go through the mountains. You go through El Tigre, which is a fucking... Uh, 2.3-mile hill, man. Yeah, it's, it's the worst, man, especially if you're hungover. So... Or fat. Or, yeah. <laughs> They're both for me. <laughs> so that's the race. Um, and I always told myself, you know what? No matter what what shape, no matter how old I am, I will always be able to do that race. Um, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to come in first, but I always think I will always be able to finish it. That was, uh, that was my thing. So the dumbass that said that in me said, let's go down there. And I was down there in September. Yes. Went down there, took my bike. I went by myself. And uh, went down there, did the bike race, and I was able to get 24 miles into it before uh, my ass started hurting because I, had, I hadn't trained and your ass got to develop some callus or some resistance to that. Yes. If you look at a... I a, think a, that's the toughest part, the seat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, I, I think the, the, the seat's the toughest and then the cramping. Once I think you get to manage those two, yes. I, I think you're good. And uh, if, you looked at, if you see a, 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 a bike, a... Um, road bike if you look at how small the seats are the more expensive the bike the smaller the seat you know it gets down to just a, like a <laughs> like, like a penis bro like, like a, yeah like a like <laughs> a, a real, churro, real thin penis with like balls at the bottom that's Dude, what like 
you're writing that it's awful. I, yeah. I never got that, bro. You know. Yeah. So you got to make sure you tie in that seat up really, really tight. Because if it if it swivels up, you're fucked. <laughs> Literally fucked. And figuratively. <laughs> Oh, so man. I thought I could do it. I got 20, 24 miles into it. That's right at the base of El Tigre. And that's as far as I can go. I tried. I, I tried everything. I tried uh, Red Bull and I was going to, couldn't do it. The the ass hurt too much and that sucked. And that was an eye opener for me saying, you know what? You, you can't do it anymore. You can't. It's, it's, you're not the same person you were anymore. Man, that's you, uh, you, uh, can, if you If you roll tomorrow, would you be able to do that? Uh, everything besides the seat, yes. Oh yeah, because uh, I still I got my you know my garage is like a mini gym, so I, I still kind of jog like two three miles, like at least twice a week, mm-hmm. you know. But I do not put as much miles on a bicycle, mm-hmm. and the main thing about that is the seat, bro. Yep, yep. the seat is the worst. Yep. I mean, I can't I can't even there's no there's no way to measure how much the seat hurts, man. I mean, that's the reason we stayed out of jail, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's something you know going way up there, bro. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I can stay, I can stay away from that. Serious, but you know what? Uh, the first time I did that, that run, uh, I must have been like over, way over three hundred pounds, man. And there was way, uh, I don't know if I was idiotic, but there was times where I thought, you know, man, I might die here, you know, and and I didn't want to stop, you know. I don't know, I'm, I don't know, I'm dumb like that, or you know, I don't know why. But it's one of those things, challenge accepted, and I yeah. got to finish, you know? I mean... Like, like I said on one of the other podcasts, it's your best quality and your worst <laughs> quality at the same time, Dude, right? Yes. Just like the first marathon I did, you know? I just did it on the fly. Like, look, I've been... Every year, you're never really ready for stuff because you always say, I need more training, I need better nutrition. So ultimately, sooner or later, you have to say, you know what? I got to see where I stand, you know? Mm-hmm. So the same thing. I just did the marathon. There was a few points during the marathon where I thought, you know what, I think I'm going to die, you know? <laughs> but once, I, you know, once you catch your breath and your heart rate I becomes normal again, like, let's yeah. keep going, you know? So, yeah. same thing, you know? Hey, you know what uh, um, um, also affects you is watching other people that look like you, that weigh that same weight as you, actually die in front of you. Oh, man. We, you, I don't know if you remember when we were, um, we were doing the race, and you're going up a hill. Yes. <laughs> going up a, uh, go ahead and tell the story. Well, actually, I think that was the first time I did that race, or, or, or second. Mm-hmm. But I was, uh, again, I was way over 300 pounds. You had a lot of gear on. I remember you had a camelback. You had, uh, like, a, a jersey for... Uh, um, a bike, a motocross. It wasn't a cycling jersey. Yeah, it was, yeah. You couldn't, you, you look, I, I couldn't get a cycling shirt that fit me. You look like a NASCAR, so, you know? <laughs> with all these, uh, yeah, that guy, all these sponsors, bro. That guy really likes Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, um, you know, like you said, you see somebody that's somewhere in your weight range. Uh-huh. And that guy blew by me, bro. And I'm like, you know what? I got to keep up with that guy, you know? I'm a loser, everybody except for that guy. But when I passed that guy up, I think he took it as a challenge also. And so there we go. Two fat guys racing, bro. Mm. And uh, I always tell my friends that, uh, uh, you know, I'm superstitious. So when we're coming up to the big hill, I got a flat tire. And so I, I pulled over to fix my tire. And I always tell everybody that the Grim Reaper, he was fucking waiting on the first turn, you know. Mm-hmm. Saying, first guy that's a suspect for bad health, he's going out, you know. Yeah, he wasn't playing baseball. He was playing softball. <laughs> he was waiting for a big one. But yeah, I'm serious. Because uh, once, uh, once I fixed my flat tire, I started heading towards the hill. And right when I got to the base... That's uh, I saw the helicopter leaving, and everybody told me, hey, this big fat guy in uh, green tights, the, he had a heart attack, and the helicopter took him. He died, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I was that guy. Hey, the, the scariest part of that is not that he had a heart attack, but I think I would have been more scared of the helicopter ride because I was there. I saw that 
when the helicopter came by and took off. And when he landed, like the, the propeller had like duct tape on it. You know, it was a Mexican helicopter. It was like I'm from the 18, bro. Yeah, it had duct tape around the propeller, and oh, then it was up. it was Murdoch was flying the plane. And I'm like, no, man, I'd rather die here, yeah, you know, in, with take, honor I'll, than I'll take my chances. Yeah, you know? yeah, that, I remember that. Uh, uh, that was uh, the, the helicopter ride is what I was more concerned about than than actually dying on the thing. Yeah, so the, that heavy dude, he didn't make it, man. So you know. Salud, cabrón, you know. Yeah, cheers. You, you win. <laughs> Thank you, bro, you win. Yeah, they say the, the finish line is heaven. You got there first. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> yes, man, so that's a bad thing about that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, last week when uh, we were talking about uh, you playing rap music in front of the kids and whatnot, and uh, you were telling me how uh, how open I was with my kids, you know what? Uh, um, I wanted to add a little bit to that because uh, that, that brought up um, an, an idea or uh, just a, a thought. Um, I, I like to be really open with my kids because I don't think my parents were open with me. You know, my mom, you know, you know, they, they, they think, oh, maybe if he does it, no, he won't do it. Yes. Or, or maybe if you don't, you know, I think the other the other way around. If you're not told not to do it, you're going to do it as opposed to, no le digas para que no sepa, you know, you know, but you end up learning somewhere else. Uh, that being said was, I'm going to tell a little, a little, a little background story to tell you why I'm as open with my kids as I am. I have a, uh. My comadre and my compadre, they, uh, they live in Alhambra. Um, they're not together anymore. Uh, Jaime and Gabby, uh, they separated. But when they were together, we used to party with them a lot. You know, they, we used to go over their house. The kids used to jump in the pool and whatnot. One day, it was, I don't know why it was an adult-only party. But we didn't bring the kids. It was the wife and I. We show up. And when we get there, uh, my comadre is known for having uh, a lot of gay friends. Yes. You know, um, <clears throat> She just hangs out with a lot of gay people, and you know, no big deal. They're cool people. Cool as hell, man. They're people, you know. So when um, I was I show up, I walk in and I see six dudes like um, as they're you know over six feet tall. Look like they just all got out of prison. I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? But you know, we walk in, I walk around, and I shake everybody's hands. Hey, what's going on? And as I shake their hands, I go hello, and then the first one replies with. Like a voice like Mike Tyson or Michael Jackson, you know, real soft voice, soft voice. And I'm like, fuck, what happened to this guy? They have like over lotion hands. You know, like, oh my God, <laughs> it's intoxicating. <laughs> so soft, <laughs> softest skin ever, you know? Yeah. So then as I'm walking around, I'm like, oh man, and I'm, I'm starting to understand the, the theme, you know? And yes. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. You know, I, I found out with Gabby and some of our friends in the past that were gay. They're, they're cool people. And yes. then I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the way Mexicans do it. When there's parties, the girls are sitting down comadreando, mm -hmm. and the guys are standing up drinking beer. And with the gays, it's it was also the same. And I'm like, how do they know who's who? But they they know who's who. I guess it's whoever's on top goes and drinks beer. Whoever's at the bottom goes to the comadreando. The, the giver and the taker again. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, that's what I'm assuming. You know? Yes. Okay. So so they separate, and so I go, all right, I, I'm on this side over here. <laughs> <laughs> I go over, and I'm having beers, and then they're having a conversation among themselves. And uh, they're talking about, you know, you know how long they've been out of the closet. And one guy, uh, this really kind of struck a chord with me. One guy's talking about how um, he was married, had kids. He had a, uh, not, I'm not going to say a good life because he, he did not enjoy his life. And he was saying that, you know, he had a regular life. And then he, uh, his wife left him. And the guy goes, well, why, why did she leave you? And he goes, well, because she uh, caught me watching porn. And I'm thinking, what? My wife's caught me watching porn? Fucking, I have more times than I can, times, than I can count. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think every married guy goes through that. I mean, you know, it's part of marriage, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They walk in on you. What are you doing? Your job. 
<laughs> You're welcome, baby. You, gotta, you take the day off. Take a nap. You take know? a nap. I got this covered. Clearly. <laughs> I can handle it. <laughs> so, so uh, um, and he goes, he walk in, and, and I'm thinking, that'll make sense. And then all of a sudden, I realized, oh, he was watching the wrong porn. Sword the, fights. They were jousting in this thing. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? So, I'm like, oh, okay. And then that's, and that's when they separated. And then, then he was talking about how he's, he was miserable his whole life. His his parents, you know, pushed them. Oh, you you know, you gotta be straight. You gotta, you know, the Catholic upbringing and yes. whatnot. And he wasn't happy his whole life. And now that he was able to come out and be himself, the guy looks, you know, this is he looks happy as a gay guy. But literally, you know. <laughs> so and so when I saw that, I go, you know what? I I hope my kids never never uh, plan to. Please me over their own happiness. Happiness, yeah. And I go, you know what? I want to be real open with them. You know, hey man, you guys, you know, want to be lesbians? Go for it. I want you guys to be happy. Don't worry about making me happy and worried about what I think. If you guys are happy, I'll be happy. You know. So that's why I'm I'm very open with my kids and you know, kind of. Um, Sometimes people are like, man, you're a little too open. I go, yeah, but, you know. They you don't know, find that sooner or later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd rather be open with them now than come home one day and be like, hey, that's the wrong porn. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You know what? Uh, I, I've, I've spoken with you about this before. And uh, I was I used to see you eye to eye. Like, I know what you mean, but I had boys up to now. Yeah. Now my last kid is a girl. Uh-huh. So all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, I'm like... It's a really tough subject for me. I mean, she's only seven now. Yeah. So, I mean, I got a few more years to work with this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm struggling with that openness part because, uh, again, I, I had boys up to now, you know. And mm-hmm. as boys, you know, you, you kind of, like, raise them the way you want it to be raised, you know. Like, mm-hmm. like rough and open about all that sex stuff. But as far as I always tell them, besides, um, besides like, uh, career stuff, I go just be, uh, you know, support yourself. Be able to support yourself. And other than that, like you said, I go do what makes you happy, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't be don't be a leech, but do whatever makes ha- makes you happy, you know. You, you know, uh, growing up, I had all girls, and I was really rough with them. But you see me wrestle with my kids. I mean, we, yes. we we really go at it. And then you know what? And is when they got older, and I say they became lesbians, people would be like, "It's because you treated them like boys." I don't think that has anything to do with it. And I'll, and I'll tell you uh, something that happened like three days ago. And I heard this and it, it was, it, it just. It hit home that. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, Mexi, Freddie. Yes. He's got a, a brother who uh, I, th- I think he, a uh, little soft on the loafers, right? So, um, he tells me, he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, I think it's because of the way my sisters raised them. You know, the way sisters raised them, I go, they really like, I think pampered them or the way they were with him. And, and I look at him, I go, Freddie, I go, Freddie, uh, is there anything right now that anybody can tell you that would make you like penis? And he's like, no. I go, then why do you think that worked on him? You can't, you, yes. you know, you know, there, there's nothing anybody <laughs> can tell me and be like, you know what? I, I like to take now. No, it, it's, it's who you are. It's, it's, I think it's, it's in you when you're born. Yeah, when you're born, so you, you can't really... It's in your makeup, whatever it is, you know, whatever Your DNA or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's who you are inside. So that's why I told my kids, I go, be who you want to be because I'm not going to change who you really are inside and I want you to be happy. So Wanda, I, uh, one, sorry to interrupt you. Like, well, that Wanda Sykes chick had a joke about that. You know, I think she's, she's, she's lesbian, right? Yes. So she said... Nobody wakes up one morning and says, you know what? I want a penis in my ass today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so she has a joke about that, you know, yeah, yeah. About, about the people's makeup and uh, how it's already in them. It's not like, it's not a choice how, you know, when people that are against, you know, mm-hmm. gays and all that stuff, 
Those say, oh, it's a choice. No, it's not a choice. It's who they really are inside, you know. Mm-hmm. And their, you know, genetics and other stuff, you know. Yeah, I, 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 you know, you want a penis in your butt? No. How, how, how much money is involved? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'll take it for a couple million, <laughs> but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, well, uh, question. Your first car. Uh, 77 Camaro. 77? Yeah, the, and the, I sold it to you, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? Um, I took my kids to see that Bumblebee movie last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't want to give out the end, but it has nothing to do with the movie. It's, it turned out to be like a prequel, you know? Oh, okay. To, to the Star Wars, I mean, Transformers. And at the end, you know, it was a crappy bug all moving. And at the end, it turned into the 77 Camaro. That's in the, in, in the car in the, lot. That, 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 in the what's first it? movie, yes. Oh, okay, okay. So again, I'm like, look, kids, that's my first car. You know, different color, but that's my first car. Uh-huh. 77 Camaro, man. I used to love that thing. Okay. All right. Oh, the, mine was a um, 72. Two Toyota Corona. They kind of look like the Datsun B two tens, where they were little oh, squares. Okay. I remember that. You remember that one? And, happy uh, face on the side. Yes, yes, happy I face. That. But and it wasn't like someone drew a happy face on the side. I think they were sanding it down, and, and then when they were sanding it down, the way the pattern of, of the the metal was, a happy on face bottom, came out. Yeah, yes. I'm I'm glad it wasn't the Virgin Mary, or, <laughs> or else they'd be following me everywhere. Yeah, lady, yeah. Lady, lady. get away from my car, chingado! Putting candles on your car, yeah, bro. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's gonna go to heaven. So, and uh, I had that car, and um, when I bought it, I bought it really cheap. It was like four hundred bucks, and it was a cool car. It had like these uh, these fake center line rims on there, and uh, it was dropped a little bit. I go, oh, that's cool. The license plate said Wolf seventy two or seventy three. I remember that, and the reason I remember that was because I bought it from a mechanic, but the me- the mechanic didn't tell me that the guy that sold it to him. Was a crazy ass gangster, one of those dudes that did drive bys in the and everything. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> so you so were in danger this whole time, bro. I, I wasn't. My mom was in the car. I got kids in there, and we're driving around <laughs> like it's all okay. And then I didn't realize that until one day I drove to the wrong neighborhood. I drove over there off of like Marengo, just uh, east of Soto, up there by um, Stone Street, up in that yes. area. And I remember driving by, and I'm all cool. And a group of dudes sees, you know, the Cholos, they see me and they're like, get up. And I'm like, Shit. what the fuck? You know, I fucking pop in the gear, fucking go home. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do? You know, started asking around. They're like, oh, yeah, that's a Woofie. Woofie from, I think, The Lot. Or I forgot where he was Some from. Some of those gangs. Yeah, yeah one of those still. gangs. Yeah, but this guy must have been a dangerous dude if they're uh, they're chasing anybody car, in that car. Yeah, yeah. They're like, kill the car and hurt him or whatever. But they know I wasn't a wolfie, but yeah, man. That That's was, insane, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh. At 72, uh, I remember I used to have uh, kids, my mom in there, take her to the market and that thing. Yes. Man, I, you know, that could have been one of those stories, you know what I mean? Wrong people yeah. at the wrong place. Yeah, exactly. You know, just bad circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, there were so many little, uh, like, East LA, I tell everybody was safe. But there's always these li- little pockets everywhere mm-hmm. where you don't want to be caught there at the wrong time. You like know? a two-block radius yes. where the guys would hang out in the corner and they, they, they're, they're, uh, they, can, they can see one block in each direction. Yes. So you couldn't go in that area because that was there. Yes. And then it was also based on how you look as well. If you were young and drove a car with a system, don't go through there because they, they're all... They're you're all a target. Of, yeah. And you're a threat to them. Yes. Uh, well... When you when I had that Cadillac, the one I sold you, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about it like maybe two episodes ago. The I used to think, you know, I could go anywhere on this thing, 
And there's this one block uh, next to the Maravilla Projects mm -hmm. where they have like a, a giant dip in the middle of the street, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm driving my, my Cadillac and that thing was like a giant boat. And I see this giant dip. So I had to make a complete stop and go in an angle. Dude, by the time my rear tire hit that dip, I look up, 20 guys around my car, man. Guns and, and who are you? Where are you from? And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You know? Yeah. And just wrong place at the wrong time. So I never put my brake on the on the on the on the pedals. I just kept cruising through it. So as soon as I felt my my rear uh, tail scrape through, I just floored it, man. Like you said, hey, floored hey, it, and you know, man, just run for your life, bro. And you know what? Uh, uh, there should be an official look to being a cholo because you know back in the days, if, if you look like in the seventies and you look at a cholo, you're like, yeah, I know that guy's a cholo. But then as as, as time moved on, they started migrating, and all of a sudden they're wearing. Uh, uh, the, the LA Kings and, and Dodger gear and, and they're, they're kind of uh, mixing it with everybody. So it's like, hey, man, you guys should hey get your own look so that we can yes. we know who's who. You know, I might just be a Dodger fan, but to you, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing blue. So all of a sudden it's the wrong, the wrong know, area. You know who's involved and who's not. You know? Exactly. Or, you know, wear a tag or a, put a bow on this dude or something. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they get mixed up and, and, and it throws everybody off. No, nobody knows uh, what what's what anymore. That's you know? why, uh, always the uh, young people, uh, the wrong people or uh, the innocent people got the ones that get killed or you know mm -hmm. hurt in those situations, bro. Yeah, yeah, and and I that was a, a big deal back in the days when uh, you'd be driving around and guys look at you the wrong way. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a quick story about about being the wrong, not the wrong place. I was at the right place, you know. Um, I, I was already married. Uh, I had uh, two of my two of my girls. So I had my uh, Honda Accord, and my windows were all tinted. Yes. So I'm coming home, and I lived on Townsend in winter. I'm coming home. I'm going down winter, and I make a right turn into Townsend to hit my block. And my neighbor, uh, gang member, um, he had all his homeboys over. There were like 25 dudes in front of the oh, house. Oh, so I make that turn. All of a sudden, 10 dudes turn around, and they're ready to pull a fucking cuete out of their, you know, out of their waist. And I'm like... What the fuck? Yeah. So I, I just pull in like normal, like normal driving, like fuck, bad, you know. And I pull in my, my house and then um, I pull in there and I'm, I'm looking. My kids are like, I'm like, hey, stay inside. I don't want you guys playing outside. It's fucking yes. nuts. So I did the one thing a parent should do is I called the cops. You want to call me a rat? That's fine. That, that was not going to end well. Yes. Those guys were a target. Other gangs were like, what? They're all at the same place at the same time. This is easy <laughs> picking. Yeah, know? this is low-hanging fruit. Let's go, you know? <laughs> so I go, this is not going to end well. So I call the cops and I go, hey, um, there's a gang uh, here. And then he goes, how many? I go, I, all of them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> From the president down to the pond, you know what I mean? I'm serious, man. I, and like, okay. And I guess they really uh, uh, understood what I was saying. Uh, 10 cars pulled up and not just cop cars it was those gang units you know with the, yes. the SUVs the tinted windows and that dude that looks like Steven Seagal that, that was the <laughs> yeah, karate yeah. shit you know? the, the, the bus guy you know yeah, it was, it was the, all slick yeah, never getting his hands dirty yeah. you know? <laughs> and uh, so they all show up everybody fucking scatters right guys running through my backyard jumping fences and whatnot. and uh, then they all clear up uh, a couple weeks later I get a visit and they're, um, they start asking me questions they're like, hey, were you here? I go, yes. He goes, he, uh, and they're they're asking me questions because my neighbor, uh, they were trying to pin him with carrying a, a gun 
and the gun had uh, history. Yes, yes. Priors. And and it had priors, and you know they were able to um, trace it to a murder or something. They would try to pin my neighbor on it, and they were like, "Say, yeah, you know, did you see him with this gun and and whatnot?" And I go, "No, no, he didn't. He didn't have the gun." He goes, "What was it? I go, well, it wasn't him." And he goes, "Okay, well, how good is your credibility?" I go, "Well, I called the cops, so no, my cred- my credibility is pretty fucking good." And they're like. Oh, okay. So the prosecutors were like, yeah, we're not going to need you. <laughs> the family found out and they're like, hey, Chinook, we need you to help us out. And they're my neighbors. Yes. I'm actually related to them. Uh, um, uh, I have two nephews in my family. So um, they find out, they come over, hey, Chinook, can you help? I go, yeah, no problem. What do you need? You know? And I went to court and then go, okay. And the minute I showed up to court, I didn't have to testify. They knew that if I showed up, I had intent to testify. Yes. So they're like, well, drop the charges. They dropped the charges, those charges, but then they got him. He was on parole, uh, probation. They got him for uh, hanging out with gang yeah, members and whatnot. So he did a little bit of time as opposed to the you know, 25 to life or whatever, whatever they were trying they to give him. Yes. So uh, the family was very grateful uh, to me. And um, I don't know if you remember, we went to a uh, quinceanera or a wedding. And there was a young girl on stage singing Jose Alfredo Jimenez. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Okay. Well, that girl was related to them. And I told them, I go, hey, I really like the way she sings. Well... That family was so ha- so helpful, uh, grateful that they came over. The girl signed a CD from she goes, Chinook, thank you very much for helping out my family and whatnot, and gave me the CD. I go, oh, thank you very much. That's it. Yeah, that was cool. You know, um, so gave me the CD. The guy gets out of jail. He's out in the front yard. He knows what I did, but he understands where I came from. You know, I think he had family too, so he understands where I came from, and he maybe he understood what he did. You know, how, how bad it was what he did by having you know everybody there. So uh, he understood. No hard feelings. Life went on, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you gotta be you gotta be careful. Uh, you know, ha- driving the wrong kind of car in the wrong place, you know. And, and it sucks that that place happened to be like my neighbor's, but my house, Dude, you know. Like, you can't. I couldn't even go home, you know. No, and uh, up the street from there, there was uh, again another different time in um, in uh, of the nineties. I mean, because the nineties were were really bad with gangs and drugs and all that. Mm-hmm. I used to pick up a coworker up the hill from you, mm-hmm. like. One yeah. full block, but, uh, you know, like, uh, you guys were a row and separated your blocks, you know? Yeah. So no, I no, to, Blanchard. Blanchard was Blanchard. Yeah. So I used to go pick him up at 2 in the morning to go to work, you know? And uh, many times, like, uh, his neighbors were, were gang-related also. Mm-hmm. And many times when I would go pick him up, you know, like, he would run up his driveway, and his neighbors would jump out of the bushes with guns and everything, and he would dive on the street and roll, and those guys would just laugh, you know? And they were like, they already knew me, but I mean, I'd be in shock every time because like, dude, like, they would always come out at different angles, like ninjas, bro. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, it, it should have been like a, like a warning because um, those guys were in the bushes for a reason. Another gang was always coming around them. So my friend, he got, at another time when uh, you and I were in Ensenada, in, in, in Rosarito, mm-hmm. on the way back that same weekend, that dude and a friend got, got, you know, got shot, you know? Mm-hmm. But also, the wrong people at the wrong place. Again, as always, like, you know, most of the times. Yeah. So it was the same thing, though, you know? Raw, you know, like, he should have seen his neighbors, like, in the bushes. He should say, you know what? Like, it's, it's not safe to be out here, no? So yeah. that's when, what happened with that. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. <laughs> and right now, the Romans are in the bushes. <laughs> serious, hide, you know? Like, be careful, so... So yeah, man. So you know, he got you know he, he lived. He and his friend lived, mm-hmm. but uh, you know his friend didn't. You know he wasn't healthy after that. Mm-hmm. So he passed away. You know recently. You know. Mm, yeah, yeah. That that was a that was a terrible time there because drugs were also in there. And again, you know what? Uh, drugs, uh, crack came in. Uh, 
everybody was fucking doing crack. So the, the drug dealers were making money and drug dealers were usually gang members. So, you know, you got a gang with a lot of money. It seems it looks very appealing to kids coming up, you know, like, God damn, man, those guys have fucking new everything, yeah. new cars. And, you know, I'm already trying to make it, you know what I mean? And, and the more money you have, yeah. the better weapons you have. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the name say? What do you do with two and a half pair of pants, you know? <laughs> that Bismarcky? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> now there's beans with the steak and rice, you know? <laughs> Dude, and yes, those, so those times, man, uh, I mean, it seems like you always got to watch everything you did because everything you did ultimately led to other, other, other like uh, bad situations for somebody else. If not you, somebody else. Yeah. It was just always something going on, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a sli- slippery slope. Hey, uh, Frankie, uh, we're talking about uh, your retirement, right? And, yes. Uh, how, how many years do you can <clears throat> retire? Officially, for, for, yeah. like um, about seven. Seven? Okay. Yes. Hey, uh, um, uh, once you, and that's just you can retire from work. doesn't mean you're going to retire and just you're, you're done working. But where do you plan to retire when, you know, you're at retirement age where, like, I'm done. Well, I don't think you'll ever be done working. No, nah, I'm not working you, You're just going to do another job, yes. you know? Where do you plan to retire? You guys, your wife and I have a plan, or do you guys plan to stay in the house you're at now and just, you know, live your years there? Uh, our plan is to stay there, and um, just just because uh, we're comfortable, mm-hmm. and uh, and again, uh, we have two little ones. We start all over, you know. Yeah, yeah. So by by when I hit retirement age, our my two little ones are going to be teenagers. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, if we make any plans, we will make any plans when our teenage when our kids hit like adult young adulthood. Mm-hmm. That's when they, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm brutal when it comes to that. You know, I mean, I nudge people with a foot in their back. You know. Yeah, yeah. So our plan to start there, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so for that reason, like, uh, even though it's uh, seven years to my retirement, I think uh, it'll be like seven to ten, just because a little gray area, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, reaching young adulthood, you know. Mm, okay, okay. You, you know what? Um, I I always well I like to look forward to something like that because it's like the light at the end of the tunnel is is what you're gonna do next you know because you know like my kids my 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 little one is sixteen about to be seventeen she's already working and you know she's got you know after this she's got one year of high school so they're yes. already gonna be considered adults so you know I don't really worry about them as much as I used to or I worry about them in a different way yes you know because you're always gonna worry about your kids so um you know you see that light at the end of the tunnel like what are we gonna do what are we gonna do um when uh when we retire so i'm i'm thinking uh rosarito i uh, you know i was born in ensenada the place is called maniadero ensenada it's like really close to uh la bufadora yes so um i'm thinking of uh, uh retiring down in uh rosarito ensenada and um i was telling the wife i go you know what the way things are going right now with my pension and the 401k and whatnot <clears throat> that would be a really comfortable spot you know based on our finances right she started working at uh ups and all of a sudden, things uh, change. She goes, well, you know, I'm going to be there in, you know, long term. And uh, so I go, okay, well, if if you retire from there and with the pension and whatnot, I go, we could retire wherever you want. She wants to retire in Colorado. And, uh, man, um, I, don't, I don't like Colorado, man. There's no beach over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bunch of beaches, Cor- Corona, you know? <laughs> Corona stays the same when it's freezing, bro, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah, she, she wants to retire over there. And I, I go, you know what? If you want to, she's got a reason. She's got family over there. Yes. You know, she has a family over there, and that's where she's going to retire. But I want to retire down in Rosarito. So I uh, try to figure out a way to uh, you know, persuade her in that direction, you know? Yeah, you know what? Still, you still got ways to go. And uh, her, 
Is it just, is it just the parents up there? Or is it, it got more family? Like? Parents, three brothers. Oh, man. Uh, niece, nephew, uncle. Uh, we have a goddaughter that's up there, too. We oh, haven't man. talked to in, in like 20 <laughs> years and shit. So, <laughs> we brought you a muñeca. I'm 42. Oh. <laughs> been like me with the Christmas presents, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I think the one way you can sell it, if you buy a big enough place, you could say we, we could retire there and they could visit, you know? Uh, you know, and, and I don't know, I just think it's close enough to pull that off, you know, just... Well, yeah, you, you know what, right now we're at, we're in Covina. We're at my house to, to, today uh, as opposed to your house where, you know, we usually do it. If I leave right now from where I'm at right now, uh, two and a half, three hours, I could be at the beaches of Rosarito, you know? Yes. You know, if, you know traffic, you know, take, but I, we, we could be, it's not far. And, you know, I tell my wife, I go, we're not going to be alone. I go, don't you wish you had an uncle... That I had a house in Rosarito, and we could go visit. He's got a spare bedroom. Yes. I go, that'd be great. Frankie's family growing up um, in Tijuana, they always had a spare bedroom with, like, shag carpeting and a bunch of blankets on the ground. Yes. And I remember sleeping, just falling asleep there. Take a and, bunch of dudes and wherever you land, you know? Yeah, land. yeah. And uh, uh, that's where we found out Frankie snores like a goddamn <laughs> <laughs> T-Rex. <laughs> But we would uh, we'd go we'd go down there and con más ganas. You yes. like yeah, let's we have somewhere to stay. You never have to worry about it. So I told her, I go, we're never gonna be alone. We're never gonna be there. Was gonna be people visiting, visiting us. I go, the only thing we gotta worry about is getting a phone call. Hey, Theo, remember me? I'm your sister's cousin's nephew's neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, the neighbor. I'm I'm down the street. You know. Yeah. But I don't think we're ever going to be alone. So I'm trying to push that angle. So hopefully we end up in in Rosarito because I I want to live by the beach. Yes. I want to live by the beach. And you know the way I about seafood, you know? That and, uh, you know, uh, your dollars go a little further. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I like, uh, so far, I, I've liked uh, when I go and, you know, spend a week down there. But I never really thought about spending, you know, longer than that. But it's just, it's a really comfort zone, man. I, I love how everybody's just mellow, you know? Yeah. 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 And one thing I, well, not one thing. Two things I got to have uh, is I got to have a maid and I have a, got to have a gardener. I don't want to have to do fucking. <laughs> I don't want to do squat. You know what I mean? You know, or like, hey, vieja, you want to fool around? No, I go okay. We got a maid, or, or vice versa, vieja, you want to fool around? No, I sell gardener. <laughs> you get the you get the yard tools. You know? Yeah, the yard tools. Bring the garden hole. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, um, I was telling uh, the last one that for Christmas we always spend it at my wife's aunt's house in East LA. This time, uh, well, this this, this year, uh, we're scheduled to go to Colorado. So uh, we're leaving in about two hours, you know, flying, flying down to Colorado. And um, uh, like I said, I, I'm not a big fan of, of the place, you know, because it's not L.A. You know, no place is L.A. And cold weather stings you, bro. You're not uh, a cold oh, weather you know, person. Yeah, 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 cold, yeah, yeah. All my life, I've been a friolento, and Frankie's giving me shit for forever. Dog. Yes, I'd be up there in flip-flops, bro. You know, yeah. I try to pull that off in uh, Indiana once. In Indianapolis, you know, we had a, a band thing over there with my kids' high school. Mm-hmm. And I pulled it off into a nighttime. <laughs> At nighttime, I couldn't feel my feet, you know? Oh, no shit. Yes, yeah, so, you know, flip-flops and shorts, man. And, dude, uh, that's the one time I go, you know what? She knew's right. <laughs> the cold does suck, you know? <laughs> gotcha, motherfucker. <laughs> so, cool. so we're, we're headed over there, and um, the family's going over. Um, um, well, most of my family's going over there. And uh, flying up there, and... Like I said, I'm not really a big fan, but what I really do like up there. I, uh, my in-laws uh, retired, and I got a, like a nephew and a brother-in-law that still work at the slaughterhouse. 
over there they have a big slaughterhouse and it's fresh as it gets on the meat. Yeah, so wow. they bring home steaks and whatnot. And god damn, dude, you know they say, uh, oh, this is the best quality steak. I think the 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 best tasting steak is a fresh steak as opposed to a steak that oh, this is a Kobe beef. I think freshness outdoes quality. Uh, yeah, I think it does because those steak, best steaks mm-hmm. I ever had, man. Yes. Best steaks I ever had. For me though, best steak I ever had is uh, in Amarillo, Texas. And same thing, like they get them right from the source, you know. Uh-huh. It's uh, the seventy-two ounce steak. You know, my my cousins and I drove down there to take that challenge, and of course, I'm the only one who finished the steak. You know, I was uh, over three hundred pounds, easy, you know. But but to me, uh, I'm not a like a big beef guy, but that steak was really good, man. I mean, I'll give you that freshness. All does everything else, man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he got a, a certificate. I know. I, I'm so proud of that. Having in the garage, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're finishing a four and a half pound steak, you know. Yeah, yeah. You moved your kids' trophies out of the way to put that one up. He also, uh, <laughs> he also made a copy to put in his medical records so that uh, <laughs> the doctor understands. Doesn't you know? understand. <laughs> like, oh shoot, you know. It is obituary on. Uh, yeah, there. you know. Uh, speaking of the holidays, uh, uh, one thing that Christmas always reminds me of is uh, when your parents do stuff when you're a kid. And a lot of stuff you, you either hate or you think is bullshit and stuff. And then you end up doing it as an adult. It's kind of like kind of crappy, you know, like, I mean, I don't know what, what you want to call it. But like my mother, like she would, uh, as a kid, she would always make gift presents to all my cousins, uh, her friends, kids. And uh, I remember like our tree would be full of like presents. And the day before Christmas, vanished, bro. There's like two or three left. Like, mom, what the hell? Mom, we got robbed. We got robbed. She goes, oh, no. She would always say, they have less than we do. I'm like, how? You know? <laughs> Not anymore. You know, exactly. You know, like, you gave everything away. <laughs> so now, I don't know why I do the same. You know, I give presents to, like, everywhere. And my kids hate my guts because they always see, like, a big pile of stuff. And sure enough, before Christmas hits, man, I just gave it a bunch of stuff away, you know. And so I'm passing that thing down to my kids, you know. Hopefully they carry it on and they don't end up killers and stuff, you know. <laughs> Take it the wrong way, you know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good quality to have, you know. Good quality, and especially during uh, Christmas, and I think during Christmas when you give, you it makes you fucking feel really good. If it, yes. Because you see a lot of people out there who are uh, are in need. Uh, a quick story about that. I was in uh, East LA one night, and I used to, I used to work a lot of nights out in the LA area. So on the way down there, I'll swing by East LA, go grab some tacos. And I pull up, and I'm there, and, and I'm having a crappy day. You know, having a crappy day, and I'm fucking thinking, fuck, man, this sucks. You know, and and you're like, fuck, you know, life sucks. Not life sucks, you're just having a bad day, and you're fucking questioning everything. You pull up, little old little Mexican lady, Indita. You know, the ones that always, for some reason, have an apron on. You know, and the three feet tall. You know, three feet tall, and then take the apron on. There's another one on it. They're <laughs> yes. like mean mascaras, but yes, with aprons. With aprons. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we don't know who she is. So uh, she's there, and she got like a six, seven-year-old kid, and they pull up to the taco cart, and the, the lady goes, you know, how much are the tacos? And then and he goes, okay. Uh, and she looks at her hand. She goes, dame dos. And, man, that shit broke my heart. I go, sounds good. You give them whatever they fucking want. Yeah. I give them whatever they want, and they're like, oh, okay. They And then they uh, they um, fucking they all ate really comfortable, and then, they, you know, I paid their food, took off, and I'm driving uh, to work, and I'm like, I'm a fucking asshole. I mean, you know. Like, that's life, tough right there, you know? That's tough. You know, it kind of puts everything in perspective. I think every once in a while, you need a chin check like that. You got to fucking, yeah. hey, you fucking look at, look at what's going on. And when I saw that, I was like, fuck, man, that's, I, I got to stop being such a dick. You know what I mean? And, you know, every once in a while, I, I, I become a dick and I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> you need to see something. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just think uh, we, uh, 
our comfort level is, is it matters so much to us after a while that mm. we forget that stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like you're you're you get mad about not being comfortable, not about having needs, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's a totally different like view, you know? Yeah, you're going to work and you know, you know, that night going to work and then I don't have the right socks. I don't like the I like the long socks because my boots and then <laughs> I like I like the warm sweater because I'm you know it's cold where I'm at and you take off all man and then you know they're in there barefoot and you're like motherfucker really? yeah worrying about food you know yeah yeah it, it, it really puts everything into perspective bro. yeah yeah it makes you realize you know what we we have it good and you know what uh and where they're at you know they probably have it good compared to where they were at like we talked about you know there's so many different levels of how good things could be but i i have it good we're comfortable you know i'm fat as fuck so i think that's a good sign you know what i mean we're, <laughs> we're not starving <laughs> yeah. and, uh, uh, that's a uh, that's another chris jog uh chris rock joke right oh there, yeah right? yeah yeah when he goes uh in other countries they look at americans uh, hey how do you get that how do you get fat <laughs> yeah, like that you know yeah. <laughs> i gotta hang with you right <laughs> yeah fat yeah. is sexy over there bro <laughs> yeah so um this is our our uh our last episode before Christmas, and hopefully we can do one for uh, for New Year's. Right before New Year's, yes. Right, right before New Year's. So, um, um, everybody out there, uh, thank you very much for uh, fourth for, episode. Hey, fourth episode. Yeah, for, you for, know, yeah, lending, for, uh, lending an ear, man. Yeah, this is like, yeah. They're like therapy for me, bro. <laughs> it, it, it is, it is. I go back and my wife's like, hey, you're not talking too much shit. I go, I already let it all out. You know? <laughs> So, I want to thank everybody for, uh, well, whoever was listening, because we're up to, I'm going to say, by now, maybe 180. Nice. And, uh, yeah, and then um, hopefully next week we have a, a actual special guest, uh, someone, um, uh, we got someone on the list, but I don't want to mention it until it's confirmed. Yes. You know, so we'll, we'll let you know, let you know then. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, not Happy New Year's, because we'll be back for New Year's, hopefully. Next week, man. So, everybody uh, have a good one. You know, enjoy all this. Uh all these things that I know you now about Christmas, you'll appreciate later, man. So, you know, yeah. just go all in, you know. <laughs> all right. Thank you very Peace much. Peace,